Thank you for downloading this episode of the Mac Report Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our subscribers over at themacreport.com. Their support allows us to bring you our coverage of Merrimack Athletics. If you are a subscriber, I thank you. And if you're interested in becoming a subscriber and gaining access to all of our coverage, head on over to themacreport.com today and sign up. If you don't want to subscribe but still want to support us, please rate and review our podcast over on Apple Podcasts. Once again, thank you to our subscribers for making our coverage possible. And now, on to this week's episode. So I guess just kind of, you know, here you are a week to go in the regular season and uh, two big games that I don't, don't know if you knew at the beginning of the season they'd be as big as they are, but you're in second place tied for second and uh, you control your own destiny, at least for that spot. Um, what's the mindset and, and the mood around the team to get ready for uh, what's probably, you know, the biggest weekend of hockey you guys have played in some time? You know, I, I think that um... – the most important thing for us right now is to remember that this is exactly why we, you know, we all came to Merrimack. It's why I came to Merrimack was to play in the, you know, coaching these kind of games. And it's why our players came to Merrimack was to try to put ourselves in a position where these were games that we were playing in and that we were playing in things that matter at the end of the year. So to try to, instead of feeling, you know, these, these are bigger games than we anticipated or people may, around us may have anticipated um, let's embrace the fact that we're in that game and that we have put ourselves there and to try to make sure that we you know, make ourselves or give ourselves every chance to be successful. And we realize the challenge ahead. I mean, um, it's not lost on me at all that, you know, uh, what their goaltender has done and uh, the offensive capabilities of that team. So we have a lot of work to do, but it's really exciting to be in these kind of games at the end of the year. Question from John. Yeah, Scott, I just thought I'd get your thoughts on the UNH game. Seemed like kind of a sluggish start in that first period, but things seemed to get better as the game went on. Uh, what was your take from that UNH game? And uh, also that the third period, UNH made a run at you, but you were able to stave them off. Uh, what were your general thoughts on that game? You know, I think lesson well learned. I totally agree with you that we, we were very sluggish to start the game. You know, and they they had a much higher level of urgency to start that game than we did. Um I'm not 100% certain that you know, the pregame or some of the things led to that. Um, you know, maybe we we're looking ahead to this weekend, which is crazy in this league. You can't look past the next period, never mind that opponent. Um, and UNH could have easily beaten us here. And obviously, as we saw at the end of that game, they could have easily beaten us there. Um, so I was disappointed in our start. Uh, very happy with the starter, Zach Borgio, because he kept us in it in the early parts of the game, making several big saves. Um, but I thought we righted the ship in the second period. And even in the third period, uh, once we got out ahead four to one, um, I thought we got a little loose on the next power play we got and get, got them back in the game. Uh, up until that power play and shorthanded goal we gave up, really I felt very comfortable where our team was at. Uh, and I thought we were controlling the play. But then, um, you know, obviously we gave them a little CPR and they got back in the game and, and then they really came after us at the end. Question from Mike. 
Yeah, that uh, that power play goal in the third period has certainly gotten a lot of attention uh, around the uh, around North America, I guess, you know, since it happened. But a couple of things on that one was that, uh, you, you know, and then looking at it again on the replay, I didn't even realize uh, what had happened where uh, where Liam Walsh really had to take a pretty, pretty good size hit there in order to sell it and, and make that play. And, uh, re- you know, without that, maybe it doesn't happen. But and then the other thing, too, is uh, the kind of wish almost like, Maybe you had maybe it maybe, you know, now everybody's going to be looking for it, I guess. Right. So it's going to be hard to do it again. Yeah, no, it's funny. I, I think, um, you know, I didn't really realize until after the game when I watched the film, you know, the two biggest plays in that play were, you know, Liam Walsh taking the big hit because he really sold it. Would have been easy for him to stay behind the net um, because he knew that obviously Benny was going to come out the other side with the puck. And so it would have been easy for him to kind of stay behind the net or, just kind of come over to the side and not put himself in a position to take that hit. Uh, but he gave himself up and that really sold it. Um, but off of the puck, I thought Philip Forsmark did a really nice job of putting himself in an area that um, really allowed Benny to get around the net. And, and the, the two players, the two support players in that play were just as, if not more important than the guy who scored the goal, which is, which is exciting. Um, originally I actually said to Will, like, let's not, let's not put that up on, on uh, media. Let's not celebrate that. Let's just let it go so that we could use it again. Maybe a team doesn't watch the end of the game or the power play on the video and you can use it a second time. But you know, we, we, uh, by the time we got in the bus, it was already, it was already pretty well sold. So, um, you know, it's just something you have. And and it was really an impressive play by the players in the ice and kudos to, you know, my assistant coach, Josh Siako for practicing it, not just drawing it, but practicing it, which is what, you know, allowed it to be successful. Question from Ian. Hey, Coach, obviously uh, Northeastern's got a game tonight on the road up at Vermont. What, if anything, can a team that has a game earlier in the week kind of help out in your case? Um, I'm sure you've been watching some Northeastern film and, you know, you'll get a chance to see them tonight. But especially against a team like Vermont, where where you've just played them three consecutive times about a week ago, you know, what can that teach you as far as taking things that worked well, you know, the last couple of weeks and using them against a, a team that's, you know, playing tonight and being able to watch them live and in part, you know, in person. No, I think that uh, it's interesting. In the middle of the year, the beginning of the year, I would think it was an advantage Merrimack that Northeastern had to go up and play the game on Tuesday. Uh, at this point in the year though, I think the guys would prefer to play than practice, right? We've practiced an awful lot and gone against each other an awful lot at this point. Um, so it's really a, you know, I just, I think it's a wash in that regard. I think it gives them an opportunity to compete and, and keep their level of play. They just had a sweep on the weekend. It's an opportunity for them to gain even more momentum uh, and it's on the road. So that's even another opportunity for them. Um, but, you know, it's also a chance it's a game and, and Vermont's played well and, you know, that could be a, a risky situation as well. But, you know, certainly, um, you know, we don't – we'll take a little bit from it, but we watch, we've watched a lot of Northeastern right now. We have a world of respect for them. They're, they're as talented a forward group as I think is in, in our league and maybe in the country, um, maybe excluding Michigan. But other than that, um, you know, they're just loaded up front, and they have guys in the back end, Jordan Harris, Jordan Struble, or Jaden Struble, Timmy Miller – uh, they have a lot of guys that can play the game. And obviously that's not even talking about the goalie. So I think that, um, you know, we're just going to focus on what we have to do, try to play our best games this weekend. And if we do that, 
Uh, hopefully we'll put ourselves in a position to be successful, but we, we'd certainly understand the challenge and, you know, we're looking at it more as an opportunity than a challenge and hopefully we can present ourselves that way as well. Question from uh, Mike McMahon. Uh, you, obviously you guys have some grad students on your roster, uh, some seniors as well, like Logan Drevich, who have been here a while. Uh, are you starting to get the sense that they're, especially those guys, uh, are beginning to to have like a sense of urgency coming down to the, the home stretch here and kind of knowing, hey, this is our one last shot to make a run. And you guys have played so well down the stretch that this team has a chance to make a run. For those guys that that are, you know, coming towards the end, have you noticed a, a sense of urgency or maybe a, 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 a refocusing, I guess, from, from that group down the stretch? You know, I, I think I really believe our grad students have done that from almost from Christmas on, you know, and, uh, you know, Max and Steve and, and Jake, uh, you know, they're, they're all uh, incredible contributors to our program uh, in, in a way that, you know, I'm grateful to them to be here. Uh, they all could have gone to different places and chose to come here and they've moved us in a great direction. So for those three, I think they've had that sense of urgency since Christmas, um, knowing that, hey, this is it. And, uh, and not only do I want to have a successful finish to um, my career, but I want to be part of being successful here. They've become teammates really quickly. That's a credit to them. Uh, and for Jordan and Logan, Jordan Seifert and Logan Drevich, I do think what you're saying is true. You know, four years ago, we sat here together and, um, you know, we hoped to survive weekends, really. And, and we, it wasn't a case where at the end of the year we were playing for, for anything. And so I think that for those two players in particular, um, this is an exciting opportunity. It's also an exciting time in their career to be playing in games that I don't even know if they could have imagined um, their freshman year that we'd be playing in just because of how far we were away. Um, so I'm proud of them. Uh, their contributions have been immense uh, in and out of the lineup. You know, Steve has had his own you know, experience going through some things uh, and has done a great job getting through those and still remaining a great teammate and has contributed to our success in a really large way, both on and off the ice. And, and Logan and, you know, his family's been here for seven years, you know, so it's a big deal to the Drevich family and, and it's a big deal to Logan. So I'm really happy for those guys and I'm hoping we can make the most of these opportunities. Question from Ian. You just mentioned a couple minutes ago about their forward group and how talented and uh, deep they are, but on the back end as well, they get guys like Jordan Harris and then obviously uh, they get Devin Levi in the net. What what are some of the keys as far as being able to move the puck as well as you guys have been able to do in the last couple of weeks against this group and you know get traffic in front of a guy in Levi who's you know he's certainly one of the top goaltenders in, in the league. Um, you know, I think that their, their back end skates really, really, really well. And it's funny, sometimes when you talk about getting to the net front and bothering a goalie or taking uh, space away from him and eyes away from him, uh, you, you're looking for, you know, not looking for, but you're hoping for, um, you know, a smaller defensive core, maybe a little heavy booted, maybe a, a core that's relying on their, on their strength more because you can always get away from strength. Um, but this defensive core skates really well. They're very mobile. So, you're going to have to really work hard to get there. Uh, they know what they have in net, and they're just trying to protect them. Um, and so we just have to make sure that we work really hard off of the puck um, to be successful there. And if we can do that and get some screens and get some people around the net, you know, there's opportunity, you know, and he's an outstanding goalie, but his save percentage isn't 1,000. It's 950. So we got to get around that, and we got to be part of that 50, that he, you know, part of that 50, not part of the 950. If we can do that, um, you know, we'll be successful because we can we can get there and we have to work hard to get there.
Uh, we'll take one last question for Scott from Mike McMahon. I was just curious what you've seen from, from Liam Walsh this year, because it seems like, you know, his, his offense has gone way up and, and I mean, he's a guy he's got, I think he had 25 goals his last year in the USHL. So obviously has a history of scoring, but uh, almost kind of unheralded, you know, with everything else going on around him between some of the D having big years and Newton putting up over a point per game and, and stuff like that. What, what have you seen from, from Liam this year? And what's been, what's been the, excuse me, the biggest thing that's allowed his, his game to grow the way that it has. Well, the biggest thing about Liam Walsh is you know, his his care factor uh, is really high Monday to Thursday, you know, and so because of that, he gets better every day. And there are a lot of players who who can't bring that every day. He does, um, and that allows him to continue to progress. Um, he works really hard off of the puck. He's a physical presence off of the puck, so he gets himself in the areas of the of the rank that he can be successful offensively. Um, and I think he's, he's an, a consummate teammate. Like, I think at the end of the day, it's not about points to Liam. It's about W's. And because of that, he's able to play more freely um, and, you know, do the things he has to do. He's one of our top penalty killers. Uh, he's on, our, you know, a power play. They obviously just executed that goal the other day. Um, he's in a three-situational player, and he plays all three situations with, with his entire body and heart. And uh, when you have a player like that, you want to get him on the ice because he's going to, he can impact the W with the L. And I think Liam is that guy, even in junior hockey, he was that guy. So it's been, he's a fun guy to coach because I never have to coach his effort. I never have to coach his attitude. Um, and that's been really fun to have just trying to help him, you know, stay within his game and be able to deal with some of the things that are going to come his way now that he's you know kind of a offensive player in this league. Um, and he does, he plays the game exactly the right way. I love coaching him. Um, and I'm really, really pleased for his success.